0: Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain. So delighted that you have found us here at the Wendy Bell Radio Program. This is your source for common sense, conservative values. It is not negotiable. It is not disputable. It is what we do every single day. We give you the truth. We make a pledge. We do not lie, deceive, distort, twist. We tell you what we see. And then we give you the sources so you can fact check us. And people do. And lo and behold, they keep coming back because we have yet to break that rule. And wouldn't it be lovely if everybody out there lived the same way? Great show for you today. We have multiple, multiple, multiple live interviews. We don't do a lot of live interviews, but these are important. And I'll tell you all about them right after the most vital part of the show. And I welcome you all, especially you first timers. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. We're going to have a January 6th defendant on this program in about one hour. And this conversation is very important because this particular defendant spent $150,000 of his own money to push back against a bogus lawsuit alleging that he, on January 6th, did something that eight black or Hispanic police officers from the Capitol said violated their rights. See, when North is still North, And you know that you have been wrongly accused. And you have the opportunity to fight it. And you fight it and you win. You create a roadmap of hope for all the others who are just collateral damage. You know, what I'm seeing in this country right now reminds me, takes me back like 22 years, even beyond that. Because my oldest son, the first son, was born. And as he was old enough to sit in a high chair and start experimenting with solid food, we had this plastic protector underneath his high chair just like you would have in an office setting so your tires of your the wheels rather of your chair can roll smoothly we put one of those underneath michael's high chair he was a mess kids are a mess they drop food they slobber all over the place it was all over the floor well michael would take his food and looking at us straight at us would take his little hand grab a handful of whatever the heck he was eating and he would put his hand over the side tray over the floor and i'd say michael don't you do it. And he'd look at me and he'd open his hand and the food would drop on the floor. And I would gently, but firmly whack on his hand like this. Nothing serious. And he would cr- he would crinkle up his nose and his nose would turn red and he'd look at me and he'd take another handful and stare me in the eye and he'd put his hand over the side of the tray and I'd say, Michael, don't you do it. And he'd open up his hand and there it would go and whack. Mm. We would do this five or six times, right? After the sixth time, he started eating his food. And after that, if I saw him in his little hand grab something and start to edge over, I would look at him and I would say, Michael. And that was that. See, one of the things we learn as parents is that children need and actually crave discipline. They crave rules, they need order, there must be structure. There are rights, there are wrongs. There are hard lines in the sand that you do not cross. And these things evolve as our children get older and the consequences become more serious. There's a reason why my kids, no matter where they are, if I watch them, and they're eating, nobody chews with their mouth open. Nobody's smacking their food because very early on, chew with your mouth closed. Chew with your mouth four or five times. Guess who chews with their mouth closed, right? What we have is a bunch of children. They're not, though but they've never been disciplined. They were not told no. There was nobody there saying this, that, and the other thing and having expectations that they had to live up to. This is the world in which we live now, where you have petulant grown-ups, because last time I checked, though young, college students are still all adults and they ought to know better. You don't deface property. You don't stand in the way of traffic. You don't impede a bridge. You don't block the entrance to an airport. And you sure as hell don't go to the site of the World Trade Center and stage some kind of a protest. Because last time I checked, 22 years still isn't long enough to heal from those wounds. And yet these are the children we have Who've been failed through education. Who've opened up, you know, from one grade to another. The parameters, the expectations, the results that you and I had to show have been erased. And now we have this floundering group of spoiled brat children walking around. And they demand of us, though they have earned no respect. They're the first ones with the bullhorn to tell you how you need to behave, how you need to speak. You must address me thus in such way. I demand blah, blah, blah. You know what? Kids, sit down. Because the parents have had enough. And if your parents didn't tell you what was expected of you, we will. Who are some of these people? Claudine Gay. The president, the plagiarist president of Harvard University. Did you guys know that she's retained legal counsel and is threatening to sue if Harvard Corporation socks her, which they should? They should absolutely bag this woman. She is a cancer in exactly the wrong spot. And she, like a little crybaby spoiled brat, says, no, I'm not going to go. This woman in Maine, Secretary of State, wackadoodle activist that she is, who, by the way, was invited to the White House this year, both in March and June, so you know how she operates in the circles in which she runs, decides to unilaterally wave a magic wand and proclaim Donald Trump not eligible for Maine's primary ballot. And she's going to tell you, and you'll hear from her own mouth. She's going to tell you that it's what she had to do to protect democracy. These this is the the effect, the end result of people not being disciplined. Of people not hearing the word, no, no you won't, no you can't, and if you do, blank is going to happen to you. All of the stories you're going to hear today, Or like the Chinese spy balloon. They go up in the air to see how far they can go. How egregious can our offense be to you? Is it not good enough that we pretend that a man can be whatever he says he is and invade a woman's space, sports, mind, school, job, etc.? That's not enough. Now we have to remove from you and your choices the obviously preferred candidate to be the next president of these United States. And a crybaby, spoiled brat, secretary of state named Shanna Bellows thinks it's completely within her purview. How far will the balloon traverse over the continental United States? How much will these people invade you, your work site? How many stupid seminars do you have to take about diversity, equity and inclusion? How many modules on the computer do you need to pass to prove that you are worthy of this ridiculous woke agenda of suck? And at what point do you assume the role of adult in the room and slap the hand that thinks it's okay to continue pushing the limits? Pushback. It's all over today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Rejoice. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, let's talk about this situation with these ballots, right? Because Colorado started a firestorm. and Now, all of a sudden, they're saying, actually, eh, we are going to keep Donald Trump's name on the primary ballot. Why do you think that was? Because their hand got slapped. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. It stops when you say it stops. It ends when we decide it ends. And for January 6th defendant, Brandon Straka, you're going ha- to hear his voice. He's going to join us in the second hour of today's program. And I-, I want you to hear how dirty and dark and filthy all of these folks connected with the January 6th, the musical presentation. The, the, de- the degree to which these people pushed a rabid, wrong narrative with no regard for the folks caught in its wake. It, it's, it's truly disturbing. And, and I wonder, is that why there was that spate of suicides among the Capitol Police Force? There's like four guys, career law enforcement, who in the days and weeks and months following January 6th, took their lives. Why? 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 Just wild coincidence? Or maybe did they see something that was so disturbing? Or did they refuse to participate in the whole festival of suck? I don't know. But it makes me wonder. You're going to hear Brandon's story it is breathtaking when you hear how far these prosecutors, these, these police officers who alleged they were victims of some kind of perceived racist behavior, ladies and gentlemen, everything is racist now, and so nothing is. You know, I say the Constitution is on fire Or is in trouble oh it's way worse than that these people believe they are above what our founding father sat down and created so let's get to this story colorado puts trump back on the 2024 gop primary ballot while the ruling is being appealed this is quite an about face this is a pendulum swing that's pretty freaking big It almost feels like these stupid decisions are meant for a little bit of oxygen in a news cycle, hopefully to damage Donald Trump's reputation with a Hail Mary hope that they'll be able to pull it off. But then there's pushback, then adults show up and then the hand of that baby, that spoiled brat child who's trying to trample all over your freedoms and Donald Trump's gets slapped and then they have to recoil that's this story. Colorado Secretary of State said Thursday that former President Donald Trump will remain on the 2024 primary ballot for certification next week. As the state Republican Party appeals a court ruling, the parents, that had found him ineligible for office earlier this month. Quote, with the appeal filed, Donald Trump will be included as a candidate on Colorado's 2024 Presidential primary ballot when certification occurs on January 5th, 2024, unless the U.S. Supreme Court declines to take the case or otherwise affirms the Colorado Supreme Court ruling, Jenna Griswold's office said in a press release. As you well know, 4-3 decision, Colorado Supreme Court, Trump is guilty of uh, creating an insurrection. Therefore, because of the Section 3, he can't be on the ballot. This is the extent to which the leftists' tantrums have taken us. So that millions of Republican voters ought not be able to choose who they want. That's called election interference. That's called the threat to democracy. And they got called out on it. And they had to reverse course. Now the interesting off-ramp here for political activists disguised as secretaries of state, if the Supreme Court does not rule before that January 5th certification date, Donald Trump's name must stay on the ballot. So these people who have put up their spy balloon... How far can we go? This is our trial, our test run. Let's see how far we can push the limits before we tick off the adults in the room and have them slapping our hands. Well, Colorado got slapped because the people spoke up. There was loud outrage over even the suggestion That one individual, the four of the four-to-three decision, that one person who tipped the scales on the Colorado Supreme Court, who decided to be above the law and to rule, knowing full well that Donald Trump had never been charged with and or convicted of insurrection, which is kind of a necessary predicate to being struck from the ballot that they had never proven anything. So the idea today, my friends, as we march through today's program, and we're going to have a special guest too. You guys remember when we had Gary Varvel on? He's that internationally renowned and syndicated political cartoonist. He's conservative. And he writes his opinion through art. i had asked him when he was on the show a couple weeks ago, What's it like knowing that they're gonna come with knives out, with the torches and the pitchforks? And he said something that struck struck us. He's been canceled by one of the newspapers that has carried him for years. What did he do and how is he responding? Parental pushback, ladies and gentlemen, prepare for the slap on the hand. Because it's all day today. And it continues next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Think about all of the crybaby, tantrum-throwing, spoiled brats out there who are doing their best to make everything that we love the peace, the civility, the normalcy, The rules, the decency, all of the things that we as civilized people have come to take for granted, apparently. Trying to do away with all of it. Create an environment in which there are no laws. Where criminals walk scot-free. And people who are sucked into a storyline, who are sucked into the vortex of a high school musical presentation called January 6th can be sent away for decades. And that's supposed to be the new normal. No, absolutely not. I talked about Claudine Gay being one of these spoiled brats. How about any, any of these protesters that are apparently available by speed dial? They send out something, hey, all you angry, you know, angry progressive socialist communist Marxist leftists. A lot of them out there. Come show up on Christmas Day in Times Square, and we're going to destroy a manger scene. We're going to be put in two dudes in the manger scene. We're going to wrap baby Jesus in one of those Palestinian scarf things, right? Because that makes sense to you. No, it doesn't. Who else? Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney, the perennial victim. <laughs> they all came out against me. I just wanted to act like I liked Bud Light because they paid me $180,000. Right? Crybaby. Liz Cheney. <laughs> this woman from Maine, the Secretary of State. Got to talk about this woman, okay? Here's your headline. Maine Secretary of State says Donald Trump is ineligible to appear on the ballot shazam i have decided do you ever get the vibe there's not a lot of we with these people see we we the people we the citizens we the parents whatever it is it's always a we it's not a me it's not an i it's a we us we listen to these people on the left who, who are demanding that we change things to accommodate their view to bring in this new liberal world order of suck. They say a lot of me's, a lot of eyes. I decided, I feel. Sit down. Maine's Democrat Secretary of State, Shenna Bellows, on Thursday determined that former president Donald Trump is ineligible to appear on the state's ballot. But the decision will not be carried out until the U.S. Supreme Court weighs in on the controversial state rulings, which continue to pile up. And as we submitted in the last segment, the Supreme Court has until January 5th to make that happen. Like the left-leaning justices in Colorado, Bellows said Trump is disqualified based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, the insurrection clause that they'd been working on for years and years and years. In the ruling, Bellows wrote that she held a hearing. Oh, oh, you did. Huh. December 15th. Got it. On apparently three challenges to Trump's nomination. The first two, she said, contest Mr. Trump's qualification for office under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. The third challenge, she says, filed by a guy named Paul Gordon, Contests Mr. Trump's qualification under the 22nd Amendment. For the reasons set forth below, I conclude, I conclude, hey lady, really? I conclude that Mr. Trump's primary petition is invalid. Oh, so not to let a good story for her cause go to waste she rushes to the airwaves and where does she stumble ah there's msnbc get out it's almost like they were ready for this speed dial hey you ready all right i got a couple audio sound bites for you four of them in fact we're gonna dissect what she told this guy on msnbc She explains that she personally decided that Donald Trump was guilty of engaging in an insurrection. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have freedom in a country. You don't have a constitution in a country in which one singular individual believes they can be judge, jury and executioner. And in this woman's crybaby tantrum way, she's telling you exactly that. So on she goes on MSNBC, and she's going to
1: say, I
0: am justice. Listen.
1: It's a very detailed decision. Uh, We lay out uh, why under main law, the secretary of state has the authority, indeed the obligation. I'm duty bound to make this determination. Uh, We also I rather um, laid out that the record demonstrates that in fact, the events of January 6, 2021, which were unprecedented and tragic, uh, were an insurrection uh, in the meaning of section three of the 14th Amendment. And finally, uh, in reviewing the facts presented, the evidence, uh, the law, the history, um, we determined uh, under section three of the 14th Amendment that Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection. And therefore, was disqualified.
0: How scary is that?
1: What she is
0: deciding against Donald Trump is the same thing that January 6th defendant Brandon Straka was slapped with. We're going to accuse you of something. We're not going to treat you fairly. You will not be allowed to defend yourself. You may not speak about it. You may not present any evidence. In fact, you can't even go on social media and talk to people. So much, in fact, that you have to start your own social media company because you've been silenced so friggin' many times in these United States of America. That is a country that does not have a constitution anymore. And when judges allow this to happen, as which happened in Colorado before enough pushback happened, and they were like, well, maybe not. You don't live in freedom. You just don't. And she continues. In audio soundbite number two, the dude who's the anchor of the show is literally gushing. Oh, you are so brave. You are, this is the participation trophy, right? You are so brave. Here's your safe space. Do you need crayons? How about a, a juice box? My support llama is right over here. Do you need a few pets? You're so brave. This is how it goes. Listen. Now, I, I, I have to say,
1: not only is this an incredibly important decision, but it's a very brave oh decision. Uh, the Trump campaign has, has already come out attacking you. Uh, they have said that you are a, a virulent leftist and a hyper-partisan Biden-supporting Democrat. First and foremost, it's important to know, my oath to the Constitution, my obligations to the Constitution, <laughs> rule of law, come before any other consideration. Oh, boy. No other factors could weigh on that decision and did not. I'm duty bound to both hold a hearing and make a ruling.
0: I'm duty bound. My oath is to the Constitution. Now, if you know the 180 degree rule that we espouse here on the Wendy Bell Radio program, you see right through this. They tell you the exact opposite of what they're doing. They point fingers and blame other people of things that they are guilty of. Of course we we know this and so one could be outraged by that obvious lie but it's just important that you acknowledge the pattern threat to democracy i'm fighting for democracy i believe in the constitution this is nancy pelosi wrapping herself up in an american flag while simultaneously ripping donald trump's state of the union address on live television they are walking living hypocritical debacles The product of so much bad parenting. And that's euphemistic right now. They've been allowed to get away with it. They've been allowed to lie and cheat and steal. They've been allowed to to corrupt machines, upload data, switch data, make viruses, create toxins, pollute our air? blow up trains, whatever, right? This is the result of that. And she continues. In this compressed timeline, she says, I have gotta hurry, 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 hurry. I'm up against a deadline. Yeah, 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 you are. It's called January 5th. We needed to squeeze this in. So I'm just, I'm changing the rules a little bit and I'm gonna rule unilaterally because
1: democracy is at stake. And under the law, there's a very compressed timeline uh, in evaluating this. Uh, I came to the conclusion that I could not, unfortunately or fortunately, wait for the United States Supreme Court wow. to make a de- decision. Mm. Uh, the main law required me to issue that decision, which I did today. Really? Really? Well, here I am with all these photos celebrating Barack Obama's
0: birthday, being invited multiple times to Joe Biden's White House recently. It's almost like I'm part of this whole disastrous theatrical performance. Ah, because she is. She is above the law and she's above the highest court in the land that interprets it. Isn't that a special slice of narcissism? But she's not done. She's so proud. I just want you to know that uh, this has been really hard, but I'm so proud of what we're doing because it's
1: all for the good, greater good. It's for the greater good. Listen. I smiled because we were number one in voter turnout per capita in 2022. We're really proud of that. And we have a really strong framework of election laws that encourage citizen participation. Mm. Uh, We have same-day voter registration. We have no-excuse absentee voting up to 30 days prior to election day. That's perfect. We uh, make it really easy to register to vote, to cast your ballot, and know your ballot will be counted. And Mm. we're really proud of our national leadership in voter participation and citizen engagement in elections and in the democratic process.
0: Wow, we're gonna exclude millions of people and their ability to choose who they want and we're gonna lie and say, we're all about open transparency and your right to vote. Really? I, you know, and I feel so bad for these people because none of them is attractive. (laughs) I mean, what the heck? Is there not one good looking liberal woman? I've yet to find one. Was that petty? Good, meant it conversation continues coming up. It's almost like it was all a setup. Oh, wait, it was. I'll explain next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, before I proceed, I would be remiss if I did not go in the Wayback Machine, just a year, not far, to a tweet that this Secretary of State from Maine who's now so proud of her decision to eliminate Donald Trump from the primary ballot in her state because she believes silencing the vote, stifling the choices of the people in her state is so important. It's democracy in her crazy world. Well, let's go back to a a tweet she put up. This was on January 4th, 2022, almost two years ago. What did she say? (gasps) The fundamental right of any American citizen to vote freely, fairly, and to have their vote counted is the premise of our democracy. Huh. The Constitution and the Bill of Rights are not values to be compromised away, (laughs) says the woman who decides to override everything else and say, you know what? I find Donald Trump guilty of inciting an insurrection. That's totally moronic. That is what a triggered baby, crybaby brat would do. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is what our educational system and society today now provides, creates. Frankenstein rising from the table. There you go shenna bellows pay attention to that name all right i want to i want to open the door to this next conversation that's coming up because it's super important brandon Straka is not a stranger to us or to this program we have followed him since he left the democrat party and walked away and became conservative Well, you know, i got to be honest with you. I don't even know how he votes. All I know is he's walked away from the the Democrat Party. And he started a walk-away movement. And people started joining him. And he was there on January 6th. He never walked into the Capitol. He did not have any weapons. Never deployed any diversionary tactics. Didn't have smoke bombs or anything with him. He was there capturing for his own sake and future use, what was going on that day. And then he got sucked up into the vortex of filth. And he was fingered as a January 6th insurrectionist. Until, oopsies, all of the allegations started to crumble because Brandon Straka pushed back. No, I did not do anything wrong. No, I did not violate anybody's rights. No, I did not injure somebody. And no, I am not an insurrectionist. And by the way, how friggin' dare you? Now, in Crazy Town, USA, to defend yourself, costs six figures. I hope that the lawsuit he files against the Capitol Police, against Nancy Pelosi, against Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, and all the other feckless hacks on that January 6th sham committee. I hope he sues them all. Because here's your headline now. We're going to hear from him in moments. D.C. police officer Byron Evans who sued Republicans under the KKK Act for racist attacks on January 6th, now admits he was watching it on TV that day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean he wasn't outside on the steps? The guy who testified that people were saying the N-word? I've never seen anything like it. (laughs) <laughs> so terrible. didn't happen, dude. Because that's not how conservatives roll. And that must be so frustrating for these people. Because we don't behave like that. How dare they? Officer Byron Evans and seven black Capitol Police officers sued Brandon Straka. And several Trump supporters under the KKK Act, which is almost as relevant as going back to the Civil War, to the Insurrection Clause that was specifically meant for what? Confederates? Huh. Officer Evans sued Brandon Straka and Roger Stone, who was not even at the U.S. Capitol that day, along with the leaders of the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys and others What the hell? We're going for... I don't want just what's behind door number, you know, one, two, or three. I want everything. I want the showcase showdown, and I'm spinning for it now. (whish) Racism. Oh. Ooh. What? The racial tensions in this country are so bad. (laughs) These people have trampled The idea of justice. Because it doesn't exist anymore. Just ask all the people in the gulag. Straga released a video Wednesday of Officer Byron Evans admitting he was watching the January 6th protests on a TV in a room in a secure location. (laughs) What? How do you, my brother, how do you sleep at night? Byron, see, because most people have a conscience and it starts to nibble away at you and then it gnaws and then it wakes you up at night. And then you find yourself scrubbing in the shower to get rid of it and you cannot because you've sold out to the darkness. The adult in the room, Brandon Straka. You're going to hear his voice, what he went through, how they tried to lie about him, how they wanted his tax documents so they knew how much to ask for in a settlement if he didn't want to get involved in deep, deep litigation. Filthy, feckless frauds. And you're going to hear from Brandon himself next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.